Hey, so welcome to the Trying Scotsman, episode 12. 11! 11! 11! 11! I'll just take his head out of your cow! Um... I... I wanted to... Obviously have a bit more of a structured thing and do different things, but... It's kind of been sitting on me, and I realise it's been over a month since I last did an episode. Um, but for those that follow me on Twitter and um, that have been in my streams, I've streamed like I think maybe four times, three or four times since um, since the last podcast episode. So I've, I've kind of started to get back into that. I've got a stream. Uh, tomorrow, where I play Madison for the first time, uh, aiming to start that sort of nine, maybe ten a.m. Uh, GMT, um, and that's Wednesday, twenty sixth of October. Just in case, because obviously it depends when you listen to this. Um, but yeah, um, my my ADHD, or like obviously, it's I've not got a diagnosis. Uh, so there's a few things I just wanted to kind of talk about that because it. I've been talking about it on stream. Uh, I've been talking about it a lot on Twitter. Um, I feel like part of what's been making me quite bad with it is maybe not being as open about it and, and kind of, I guess, not wanting to put myself in um, like a vulnerable position, um, whether that's like my inner ableist stifling it and, and wanting to you know, just kind of, I don't know, like um, the, the sort of high functioning aspect where, you know, kind of denying that it's an issue um, and, and hoping it goes away when obviously it's not. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, the first one is um, I discovered um, a podcast, which is the ADHD Adult UK uh, podcast. Um, I've left listen. <laughs> can't even fucking speak i've listened to a few episodes um and there's been so many things that i've struggled with not just recently like we're going back to my teens and i just put it down to you know like typical sort of character quirks traits um anxiety and depression which obviously i've been struggling with for for decades now um and so many of these things can be attributed to ADHD. Now, I'm not saying, and I, I don't know, and I'm not trying to convince myself that it is ADHD, because, again, without a diagnosis, I might be ADD. There could be other things going on. Um, But it's just, it, it's an eye-opening journey, uh, discovering certain things uh, where I, I struggle to visualize things. Like, I, I can kind of conjure an image in my head. Um. And they're there for like a split second and then they vanish. Like, you know, when you do guided meditation and um, it's, uh, you know, it kind of asks you to, for example, uh, visualize like a bouncing red ball. Um, I can see it just for a, uh, like a, a flash. Um, and, and the way I kind of describe that to people is... Um, like, you know, when you're watching like maybe a horror movie or something where people are having flashbacks or like they have a vision and you just see like snippets like that. It's like there and then it's gone. 
Um, sometimes it's replaced by something else, which again, I'm thinking is maybe the ADHD because my brain is then shooting to something else um, and then it'll visualize that. But again, it's there for a flash and then it's gone and then it usually goes to black. Um, I do have an inner monologue because uh, I, I was having a, a, like I was talking to a friend on Facebook just like through comments on a post um, and, and he doesn't have uh, an inner monologue, which I don't know what that must be like like the way my brain is like that sounds lush <laughs> um because all i hear is my thoughts they just never fucking stop like i'm trying to sleep but they don't stop um the trouble is when i've described that to neurotypical people they've looked at me as if i'm crazy like i'm hearing voices and then of course there's jokes about fucking serial killing and looking at the stars and shit like that um and, and that's not helpful <laughs> um and and I think at the moment I'm I'm very against if I can help it talking to anyone that is neurotypical because they just don't get it, um, and it, it's incredibly exhausting, it's draining, um, and it's very stressful living it without having the burden of trying to convey something to someone that just doesn't get it. And they'll trivialize it and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I get that. Or I, I know someone that's got that. It's like, yeah, but it's, that that's not it. You're not grasping. that. This is more than that. <laughs> um, you know, forgetfulness. Loads of people forget things. That's normal. But the level of forgetfulness, the, the fact that I can literally think of something and a second later it's gone. The, the frustration I get when I can't get my words out and I start hitting my head because I... I, I I can't stop myself. It's like almost like um, Tourette's to a degree. Um, obviously, I'm not comparing myself to Tourette's, and I know that's a completely separate thing, and I'm not saying I've got that because I'm 100% sure I don't. Um, but it, it, it's just like these these physical, not ticks, because they're not ticks, but these physical things I do when I'm overwhelmed. I get very handsy, like I get very animated, um, kind of like on a Kevin Smith level where hands are just constantly moving when I'm expressing myself, like right now. Um, but when I get frustrated and I can't get my words out, because I know they're there, I just, like the brain and mouth link has, it's like the bridge has gone up and the, the words are just queuing, waiting for the bridge to come back down. Um, and, and obviously you're in the middle of a conversation, a sentence, and you can't get it. And, and it's, you know, people are waiting. And and obviously some people, like especially with my kids, because I, I get really frustrated, like when I'm trying to explain something to them and I can't get the words and then they just carry on. And it's like, I'm still talking to you. I haven't finished just because I can't get words out. Um, And obviously then there's the stammering and everything like that because the, you know, the, the, the train of thought has just gone. Um, and then it sounds like I've got a star. I don't have a star. I don't have um, any any sort of issue there. It's just obviously when the words cannot make it to my mouth in time, and maybe that's because I speak too fast sometimes, um, but I, I've noticed it, especially when I'm speaking slow. Uh, I, I think, obviously, if I'm, if I'm talking really fast, my issue then is where, like, words might merge and I, I create new words by smashing them together um 
and then that causes its own problems because obviously people take the piss and, and whatnot. And sometimes I'll take the piss. Well, more often than not, I'll take the piss out of myself because I'll be like, what the fuck is that? I just did it earlier. Um, so <sighs> I kind of forgot where I was going with this. But anyway, I discovered this podcast. There's a lot of things. Um, Christmas. I absolutely hate Christmas. I've got kids. I'm not brilliant at Christmas time. I never have been. Um, and that seems to be quite a common thing with people with ADHD because obviously it's the overwhelming side of things. It's the socializing, maybe having to be around people you're not normally around. Um, all the things that I hate throughout the year, but condensed into a couple of like, you know, one day or, or a, a couple of days around that period. Um, yeah, it's it's just incredibly difficult, and it, it's been good to um, to find this podcast because the, there's a, a Discord attached to it as well, um, where you know I I'm talking to like minded people. Like for the most part, we're talking about video games and stuff, like in in the games channel. Um, like last night talking a lot about like um horror games like alien and and stuff like that um but it it's just good to have because i, I don't really have in in real life i i don't have anybody that i can i can talk to about it all the people that are kind of in tune with with what I'm experiencing. It's all online communication, whether it be you know people I do know in real life, but through technology, like you know, like I used to work with them or whatever, and it, it's through Facebook conversations and DMs and stuff like that. Um, people I've met through Twitch. Um, obviously, my partner Heather. I can talk to her, but obviously she doesn't have ADHD, which is probably a good thing because. I I dread to think what it'd be like if if both of us um did, especially if we were like exactly the same or completely opposite. Um but this is the other thing that um it, it kinda of blows my mind and, and it makes it harder to explain to to people because things manifest in different ways across different people. Like I typically don't lose things. Um for the most part, I don't lose things. I know where things should be, and if they're not where they should be, and it wasn't me that touched them, I get very irate. I I get very stressy. Um, I I tend I, like when I was younger, I used to be very neat. Um, not to the OCD degree, but I used to be quite neat. As I've gotten older, things go in places where I know where they are. They're they're in a pile. They're they're tucked away in a cupboard or a drawer, and I know that's where they are. But if someone has moved them, I lose my shit because that is exactly where I knew it was going to be. I have no idea where someone else would think to put something because I don't think like them. This was the logical place I put it. Um, why are you moving it? You know? Um, obviously, there are times where maybe I put something down because I get distracted. Like, you know, car keys, for example. I, I realize, right, I better go for a pee before I go. I put the car keys down. Um, or, you know, whatever, my bottle of water, can of iron brew, whatever. Uh, my vape uh, probably is, is the easiest one because it's harder to spot. Um, 
And so I put it down. But then, say I come out of the toilet and, um, I don't know, the, I realise, oh, wait a minute, the cats need feeding or I need to put fresh water down for the cats or Heather calls me to do something or, you know, I, I something takes me away from going straight back to where I put the thing and then I forget where I put the thing. That So I'm not losing it as such. It's exactly where I left it. It's It's just my... Because so many things happened in between what I thought was going to be right toilet, grab, go, as then being like toilet, kitchen, living room, upstairs. Um, and obviously then it, it, it fuels more because if I'm running late as a result of all this to and fro in, again, my, my brain starts to, to struggle and I forget where I might have put something because I forget where I was because, you know, where... Where I was, I know for a fact I was only meant to have been in two places. I've now been in five, um, so I, you know I don't know if I'm assuming there's bound to be plenty of people that can relate to that. Um, but yeah, because it doesn't present itself in the exact same way for everyone, that makes it even harder to explain it to a neurotypical. Because say this neurotypical person um, knows someone. And then they're like, well, but you're, you don't meet what they are. Like, because neurotypicals categorize, they pigeonhole. And, and I think it's just human nature. We all do it to a degree. Um, and, and obviously you try to rationalize. Uh, but the, the trouble is here, you're trying to rationalize the irrational. Uh, it, 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 it's a losing battle. Um, some things you just cannot explain. Some things just are. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of research that has gone into all these mental um, ailments and, and quirks and whatever else. And they're not definitive because it depends on the sample base. And obviously, as time changes, um, you know, uh, and, and then you've got other things um, like, you know, um, personal traumas and stuff like the thing is i i don't think i could come out and say i've i've really experienced any trauma in my life but i have if if i look at what you truly categorize and classify as trauma i have experienced trauma but i would never do i would never really openly say yeah I'm, i've i've suffered trauma in my life because for me it's just normal you know it's it's like when you have to explain your job to somebody and you play it down because it, it you don't feel it's all that fancy you know it's not all that fancy um so like obviously when you've got to apply for another job or whatever uh, and you've got to kind of ham it up a little bit it's it's difficult to you know make something so basic like say for example filing um one of the most boring tasks you can ever do to to sort of glamorize that um so yeah, it is very difficult, and obviously then there's the inner ableist in me that plays things down, and it's like no things aren't quite as bad, because it's easier, in a way, although it's harder in the long run, short term, it's easier to make out that you're, I'm doing air quotes normal, um, because to. To say otherwise to somebody who doesn't understand it, it just leads to more questions, it leads to more pressure, it leads to you feeling judged. Um, there's the anticipatory, um, I think I'm pronouncing that right, anxiety. Um, 
which I'm, I'm suffering from right now because I've got things going on that I need to to deal with. Um, and, and part of my problem is I bury my head in the sand, and I think a lot of us do, um, where we bury our head in the sand. And we know it's not going to go away. Um, but I think there's that thing that, you know, something will write itself. Something else will happen um, external to us and it will make everything okay. And maybe that's something from childhood where, you know, like you're having some issues and you know that your mum will sort it or, you know, your friends will take care of it or whatever. Um, and maybe that's like a lingering thing. Maybe there's part of my brain that hasn't fully adapted um, because... This is the other thing. I, I realized that I potentially was misdiagnosed when I was 17. Um, I've mentioned this on Twitter. And one thing you'll notice, I've noticed it myself just while I've been talking to you. I haven't said um anywhere near as much as I normally do because I kind of know what I'm like. I'm passionate about what I'm talking about. Uh, so the when I was 17, I um, I went to the doctor because obviously I, I knew I wasn't feeling right. I felt something was off um and i i filled in this uh sort of multiple choice thing which um kind of the outcome was that i was borderline depressed so i ended up on citalopram and uh so i, I did that i i think i was on it for about six months because uh, i was told like it obviously it takes months to build up in your bloodstream and this that and the other um and then maybe about sort of seven months, eight months, I, I think I stopped. Um, they they were playing fuck with me. They they were, I I was pretty confident, and I still am that they were fucking up my stomach. Um, so instead of going back, because obviously they say don't cease, uh, prescription medication without consulting your GP. I couldn't be arsed with that. It seemed like a hassle. And so I just, I went cold turkey. I, I didn't reduce my dosage, I just stopped. And I never went back until, what, my mid-twenties, um, when the whole depression and anxiety was revisited, reconfirmed, and I um, I ended up on, uh, I, I did stay, I, I did say citalopram didn't really agree with me, so I ended up on things like sertraline, mirtazapine um i think i had something else i can't really remember um but the adhd wasn't really something we knew of back when i was a kid and i'm not that old like i'm almost well i'm 38 so almost 40 um we'd heard of it but this is the thing and, and i'm guilty of it it was the ignorance that it was only something that kids had, and typically those were attached to kids with behavioural problems, and sometimes it felt more like it was an excuse for bad behaviour and bad parenting rather than uh, an actual thing. Obviously, as I've grown older, I've come to realise how wrong that is, how damaging that is. Um, I do feel that maybe some people um, do play that, Um because obviously getting a diagnosis is hard. And, and like I say, I, I keep saying my ADHD, but it's just because that's easier to say than my undiagnosed thing. Um, but I do make it quite clear I haven't got a diagnosis. I'm not saying for certain I have got ADHD. I said this at the start of the podcast. Um, 
it's just easier for me to say something that's shorter, especially. Um, but the if if I'd if I hadn't been the way I'd been and I'd gone back and I'd persisted and said, look, I don't think that because I did disagree with the the depression the depression side of things. Because I was seventeen. What what teenager doesn't think about killing themselves or or like just not existing, not necessarily suicide, but just ceasing to be? That to me that's pretty normal. I think most teenagers go through some element of that. Um I always said that I'd I'd seen behind the curtain, like you, you you're born, you live, you die. There's nothing grandeur about that, there's nothing brilliant. Um and obviously, I guess that came from a place where I was struggling um, because I I didn't, you know, I, I struggled with shyness. I struggled with socializing. I struggled with all these things that I maybe didn't understand, but just put down to typical teenage uh, angst, uh, which then has lasted for life. But then that's the other thing, obviously, with ADHD. And I think there is a massive misconception with it in that um, people just assume it's kids. Those kids grow up like... <laughs> The ADHD doesn't just think, oh, right, he's turned 21 now, let's go. Um, like, you know, it, it sticks with you. I think it's just because you, you never really need to challenge yourself. Unless you know someone uh, and have quite a close relationship with someone, um, you never really need to, to concern yourself with with that. You know, it's like a lot of things. And, and that's where privilege, I guess, comes in. Um, I'd love for a day just to 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 kind of experience a day as a neurotypical just to see what it's like because it sounds fucking brilliant compared to what I've got to go through um, and I, I don't even think I have that bad a, a hand dealt to me like there's, there's people that are far worse like obviously I, I think I well, I, I class myself as high functioning um, which sounds a bit too elaborate uh, barely functioning I think is more apt but Obviously, for someone that is able to to work and maintain to a degree relationships, um, and and you know, kind of pass off as half normal uh, again, air quotes. Uh, you know, that's that's high functioning. I'm able to carry out my job. I might have difficulties in doing it, but I'm still able to do it. Um, there's some people that they they can't, you know, like the constant meltdowns. Um, uh, a highlight of their day sometimes is just being able to get out of bed and wash and, um, you know, maybe paint the living room that they've been meaning to do for years, you know. Um, that's an accomplishment and that, and that should be celebrated because, again, everyone is, is different, but like I know for a fact that there's people that will be like paid in the living room, like try doing a whole house, and and that's where the neurotypical responses come in and are very harmful because your sense of accomplishment is completely then overwritten and stomped over by someone. It's like when you've got that friend, uh, and I hope none of you are this person that if you've done something, they've gone one up. You know, they've they've done better. You bought a car, they've bought two. You've been on holiday once this year. They've been five times, um, you know, just all all shit like that. Um, 
so like I, I, I am sharing a lot. I'm sharing like infographics, memes. You know, there is a funny side to it, and I, I, I don't want to be all serious about it because obviously I have to live with it. Other people have to live with it. We have a sense of humor, um, and and I, what I don't want is that to alienate people. Um, you know, just because you don't get it doesn't mean I don't like you. Um, it's just obviously we are different, and we've got to celebrate our differences. We've got to understand each other's differences. I'm trying to understand mine, but at the same time. I'm trying very fucking hard to because at the moment there's a lot of self-reflection going on. There's a lot of things internal where I'm shutting down and I'm having to um, impact my my life with you know impact um, my my relationship uh, with with Heather, my kids, um, because I can't process everything all at once so in order for me to wrap my head around some things with me i've got to isolate myself i've got to shut down i've got to take the time and i'm trying to get better at at not doing that or or doing that for a much lesser period um because it isn't all about me and i i know that and i appreciate that and i don't expect that but at the same time it's like trying to find this balance of how do i do self-care um, as well as be able to maintain all these other things, like you know, to me, my plate feels bigger. So that one's the more obvious one. I've got to keep spinning. These other ones, I know, I've still got to do, but there's less weight to them. I, like that, I think that, it's probably a shit analogy, but I think that's kind of like how my brain works. In that, in order for me to be there for others, I I've got to get myself out of where I am. I've got to help myself. Um, and and I it, it is a very difficult uh, position to be in because I'm so used to kind of putting others before me, leaving myself to just, you know, exist. And then eventually it'll come to a head, whereas now on a daily basis, I'm dealing with things or trying to. Um, and, and there's it's it's kind of like accountability. I've, I've got to sort my shit out in order to be present and function for all this other stuff that i've got to or i'm expected to do um and and obviously it's trying to reduce the impact that all these things have on me where it's draining um and and obviously it's affecting my mood and my sleep and and all these ramifications uh and i you know, knowing that this is going to be a very lengthy process. And if I want to shorten that, I'm looking at something that I just cannot afford to do and, and go private. Because um, my private health care, I think I've mentioned it here. I've certainly mentioned it on uh, Twitch and um, Twitter. Um, I can't afford it. You know, like you're looking at hundreds or thousands of pounds. And, and that's, you know... That that's without even knowing if I'll ever need to be medicated and what the the costs are going to be there to find the right dosage and um I think they call it titration where you've got to you've got to find the right med the right dosage um and obviously you've got to go through that for a period of time to try them out it's not like a miracle fucking pill or whatever that I can just do um I think CBT only gets me so far. Um, you know, like, cause I, I've been introduced and I've been doing that since, um, 
I met with mine, well, before mine, actually, uh, which was at least eight years ago, uh, possibly longer now. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is very difficult, and I don't even know if this podcast is going to make any sense now. I don't want to make it too long because it just feels like I've been non-stop and I, I need to come off. Um, but I'll, I'll try and do maybe like a, a more structured thing, but this was just to like speak my mind, get it off my chest. Um, and, and just kind of let people know what's going on. Cause obviously I, I have been, uh, very, um, unavailable, uh, for various things like obviously, streaming uh, and the podcast and that and, and I want to do more I, I do uh, it, it's just very difficult like th- there was a point today where I just didn't think this was even gonna happen um I'm doing this on my lunch break so yeah uh obviously this isn't the type of one to enjoy as such but I hope it kind of sheds a bit more light maybe if if you're going through something similar you know you're not alone um if you know someone that's going through something similar that again you know they're not alone um you know there's so many there's so many resources out there to help and and kind of guide people it is overwhelming because it's remembering where they are remembering that they exist um finding the time to do it like i've i've been getting reminders to register to vote since i've moved uh which obviously was over two well almost two years ago now and on only yesterday did i did i sort that out I, I wrote it down on a to-do list and i did it um there's things that i know i should put on a to-do list but i just know they're going to be very difficult so i haven't put them down and and that's a me problem i need to find a way to to overcome that um you know that there's there's things i've had to do today that i i really wish i didn't have to i feel i shouldn't have to um but ultimately it's been really getting at me uh, and i've had to do it um and now i'm just dreading what the aftermath of that is going to be but and you know it's it's that anticipatory anxiety again you know um so yeah anyway i'm going to uh, i'm going to wrap it up um i will try and get another one done um for next week um I don't want to see. I don't want to say cause this. This is the fine line I'm finding. I'm having to to kind of straddle in that uh, I don't want to promise something that I can't keep to myself, um, and I, and I can't keep to you. I know there's a few people that listen on the regular. I've had people um, message me and and say to me that they enjoy my podcast and they enjoy listening and. Um, it, it's good to have on in the background while they work or um, just while they're busy doing other stuff. Um, so obviously all the, the support I, I really do truly appreciate and I, I owe you more. Um, but obviously then it's that additional pressure that I'm kind of putting on myself and the expectation. And then where I tend to go is the other way. I'm like, right, there's this expectation of me. I don't feel like I'm fit to do it. So I end up not. And then I just take longer to get myself back into the 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 seat to do it and, and that's obviously like with the streaming it was just it, it became easier talking myself out of doing it um and i i've enjoyed coming back i've i've been playing things that i've been holding off on 
uh, because I've only wanted to do them on stream. Well, I wanted to do them off stream, but I've I've only wanted them for the stream site for content and stuff. Uh, which is is obviously another reason why I've been sitting on Madison. Um, that sounds wrong, um, but you know, because cause that's something I think that if if that game makes me jump, because it's meant to be scary as fuck. If that gets that, then then that's results for for content. Because trying to jump scare me, and I again I don't know if that's uh, part of my you know sort of emotional dysregulation where i i can't factor in fear as well as others like because i don't really jump at things um i i don't have the conventional fears my fears are more based on disappointing people and which is ironic because obviously people might be waiting for a podcast each week and it doesn't fucking happen um but you know like seeing the disappointment in people's faces and um and hearing it in their tone and, and stuff like that, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. And um, obviously enjoy the lack of ums in this one. But yeah, I will catch you on the next one. And uh, just enjoy your week. And hopefully I'll see you on my streams. Um, I'm aiming to do Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Um, although I might just stagger it to do Wednesday and Friday just so there's no burnout. But we'll see how it goes. It depends on everything else going on in life but uh yeah have a good one